Welcome to episode 42 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia, and today I'm joined by two lovely guests, Lauren Fielding and Sarah Taylor, both with Open Door Adoption Agency here in Thomasville. Um, We are going to be chatting about an upcoming event. The Bookshelf is partnering with them um, to bring Bob Goff to town, so we will chat all about Bob Goff, Love Does, and what makes living in Thomasville so special. Before we get started, just as a reminder for local listeners. Um, We are hosting Bob Goff. Hopefully when you listen to this, it'll be that evening from 5.30 to 6.30, Thursday, October 1st at the bookshelf. Um, It should be a wonderful, fun event. So if you are a fan of Bob Goff, um, and if you're not, I think you will be by the end of this podcast episode, come out to the bookshelf 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. October 1st. Um, Also on Friday, October 2nd, we are having a flash mob at First Friday to celebrate the Happiness Project, which is our our one book selection for 2015. So if you are interested, I hope you will visit the one book website, www.onebookthomascounty.org to find out all about our one book program, how the bookshelf partners with that community event and come out on Friday, October 2nd for the flash mob and um, first Friday celebration. All right, let's go ahead and get started. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Annie. How are you? Wonderful. And hi, Sarah. How are you? Hi, Annie. I'm wonderful. How are you? Wonderful. Welcome to my home. Um, Okay, I want us to go ahead and just dive right in. So first of all, Lauren, let's start with you. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about your background and what brought you to Thomasville. Sure. Well, that's such a long story. <laughs> so I'll try to condense it. But uh, my dad is originally from here. My mom's from Canada. Okay. And they met as missionaries in Brazil. So sort of a romantic wow. meeting on the Amazon River. Oh, wow. And um, I was born there. And then when I was seven, we moved back here. And uh, I actually grew up across the street from Sarah. Oh, what so, a small Thomasville world. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> we were on the same cul-de-sac. Uh, she was just a couple years younger than me. So when I grew out of my playhouse, Sarah got it. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's been really cool. And then I actually went away to college, moved back to Brazil for a couple of years, worked for the government there, and then moved back to Thomasville for what I thought was going to be three months. Okay. Worked downtown, ran into Sarah and ended up working at an open door adoption agency. And that was how God led me back to this town. Mm -hmm. And I just found a niche and this amazing community and kind of just rediscovered it all over again. I think it's so interesting. So I am 29 and I think it's so interesting how many young people maybe move away from Thomasville, but come back. Yeah. Um, and in, you know, and a couple of my employees, well, one has come back to Thomasville to pursue some higher education, but then Rebecca, our manager is like lifelong Thomasville. Yeah. And so it's just interesting that Thomasville definitely has this younger, kind of these, yeah these yeah. people who have grown up here or have chosen to come back and place their roots here yeah which I think is really interesting um Sarah what about you well as Lauren said we grew up across the street from each other so I have been in Thomasville for 99% of my <laughs> life <laughs> the early part I'm sure we'll get into in okay. a little bit but yes I am an avid lover of Thomasville and the community and I 
I'm very biased that it's probably the best small town in America. <laughs> <of course. laughs> I think it's probably in yeah, It's on a t-shirt somewhere. So. Yeah. 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 yeah, I'm sure. Um, now tell me a little bit, first of all, Lauren, what do you do at Open Door Adoption? What's your so, kind of job title? Yes, I'm their director of development, which um, is kind of a euphemism for giving people the opportunities to make a difference for orphans through giving. Um, okay. A lot of people aren't able to adopt, so their ministry or the way that they can make an impact is to fund adoptions for other people, to give monthly, to give to our endowment, um, to pray. And that is kind of what I do. Um, I just spend my days talking to people, eating lunch, drinking coffee, mm-hmm. and hearing their amazing stories and getting them involved in other people's stories. It's really exciting. And so what does, you know, I'm from Tallahassee originally. I'm familiar with a lot of adoption agencies in Florida. And I'm familiar, I have best friends who are adopting um, children from India, which is really oh, exciting. Wow. Yeah. Um, so they're in the middle of that process right now. So I I'm familiar with some of the concepts of adoption and international adoptions, but what does Open Door do? So Open Door is incredible. Um, there, there's a statistic that says there are about 153 million orphans in the world, um, which is actually a UNICEF statistic, and it really means that there are 153 million children who've lost one parent. Okay. The real statistic is that there are about eight million children who live in orphanages. Okay. And about half a million, so 500,000 of those, live in United States foster care. Oh, wow. Which is, yeah, a lot. It's mind-blowing. I had no idea. No, it's um, really high. Yeah, it's very high. And uh, so Open Door started uh, back in 1987. Okay. Uh, actually, right after I was born. So Yes, was, me yes, too. It's a good decade, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Same lots with Sarah. So <laughs> lots of great stuff happened then. And um, it was started by two local doctor's wives, um, okay. Mrs. Mary Malone and Mrs. Helen Carrico. Okay. And uh, it just started as a way to offer girls who were struggling in their pregnancy um, an option for life for their okay. children, a way to plan uh, a future for their baby if they couldn't provide one. And since then, um, since 1987, the agency has helped find these loving permanent homes for over 2,100 children. Wow. 1,400 of those have been babies and young children from Georgia. Okay. And 700 of those have been foreign orphans and we're in eight countries around the world. We work all over the state of Georgia. Okay. We're there for girls. We're there for birth parents. We're there for families. We're there for kids. It's incredible. And this is based out of Thomasville, right? Yeah. 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 We're right behind Commercial Bank. It's a tiny (laughs) little white Victorian house. That's unbelievable. But you kind of cover the state cover the state yeah. that's incredible and the majority of our adopted families aren't even located in the state of Georgia we have families from all over the United States that we work with and Canada okay. Yeah. Oh, okay wow yeah um, now, Sarah, you have a personal component to this, so tell me about that. Yes, well, I love Open Door, especially because they have given me my, my family. Uh-huh. So, um, in 1993, um, the directors of Open Door, they decided that they wanted to find out more about international adoption to see if it was something that this little South Georgia agency could conceive to, to begin to do. So, they took a trip um, to St. Petersburg, Russia, and visited several orphanages and just tried to get a feel for the country and to see if they would be open to adoption. And um, they met me. <laughs> How old were you? I was 10 months old. Okay. So they, they didn't literally meet me. <laughs> they observed they me in the crib. You. Yes. <laughs> and the orphanage directors were very skeptical and said, we don't think that you can, we don't believe that you have good intentions for our children. Um, we don't understand why you would fly halfway across the world to find families for these babies. But... If you can find a family for this little girl, then 
we'll consider you a success, but we don't think you can. And so they said, we believe that there are no unwanted children, just unfound families. And they said, we'll take her. So they they came back to the United States with a couple of pictures of me, which were very unflattering. And uh, (laughs) everyone Um, thinks that about the baby pictures. (laughs) My parents had actually just moved to Thomasville two months prior from Florida. And they had been interested in adoption and they joined a church in the community and they heard through the Thomasville grapevine that there was a baby boy, which they let it find out was a baby girl, <laughs> available for adoption in Russia. And so they went down to the office and they saw a picture of me and I guess you could say the rest is history. Oh, wow. So um, the pers- one of the people that went on the trip, Walter Gilbert, he was not officially working with the agency at that point. He was just doing consulting work. And he was so moved by the trip and by actually encountering these children in the orphanages in these different countries that he actually became very deeply connected to the organization. And it was after that that he became a part of the organization and eventually um, became the CEO in in 96. Okay. So he and Jane have been together directing it for about 20 years now together. Wow. Uh, what an incredible story, and really a story about timing. Too, yes. And God's timing. Yes. That's so interesting. Um, the organization sounds fantastic. I will admit that as a newcomer to Thomasville, there are so many organizations in town that I don't always, I'm not always familiar with. Like, I don't get to hear their stories. Like, I think of Hands on Thomas County or yeah. um, uh, Life Without Limbs. Yes. Or, like, uh, yeah. All it's these, incredible. There's just so much happening in Thomasville, and so trying to learn about it all. Um, but this this one just, like I said, I have friends who are adopting, so it's a cause that's really dear to my heart, too. Um, tell me how the great Bob Goff ties into all of this. <laughs> so, so Bob Goff, he's a New York Times bestselling author of the book Love Does. Uh, tell me about the history that you both have with this book and yeah. uh, how that ties into Open Door and its purposes. Well, I guess I'll go first. Um, so I feel like when I run into people, you either have never heard of Bob Goff or you're obsessed with him. There's like <laughs> there is no, no middle ground. There is yeah. no in between. <laughs> so when I, when I moved to Thomasville back in January of 2013, uh, I was in the former category. I'd never heard of Bob Goff. Actually, it was 2014. Gosh, it feels like longer. So I had never heard of Bob Goff. And when I first ran into Sarah again downtown, uh, the first one of the first things she said to me was, there's this amazing book you have to read. And she's like, I'm going to loan it to you. So she came back like the next day or something with this like, you know, book that the cover was all creased and everything. <laughs> but you opened it up and there was a signature inside. She handed me this book and she's like, you can borrow it but you have to give it back. It's <laughs> my prized possession. Yeah, so I took it home and started reading it. I was just blown away. I mean, it's an incredible book. It's called Love Does. It's about, I guess Sarah could probably describe better exactly. Yeah, you're a Bob Goff fan. I right? am. <laughs> to the core. I seem to be a Bob Goff friend. I know, like, <laughs> I'll move from like the obsessive fan into like actually knowing You know, him. I think he's a friend people I think you've got a good shot yeah I think so too <laughs> so um I remember when I started reading Love Does I read the first chapter and I just started crying tears of joy and also <laughs> I don't know there were a lot of tears involved but it's like it was the book that I finally was so thankful that somebody had written like this exists like I thought this kind of lifestyle exists I thought that this kind of Christianity existed and he's put it into words and made it accessible to us a lot of times we feel like the things that we read about are well that's great for them and that's wonderful that they get to travel and do all these kinds of things but 
that's not my life. I just live in a small town in Georgia and go to work every day. But he somehow makes it possible for all of us to have an incredible life in such simple ways. He invites us to be generous with our time and with our with our love. And he just makes it possible for... Yeah. He doesn't make it possible. Jesus makes it possible. But he, through his storytelling, yeah. um, invites us into a life that I think we all really want to live. But most of us are afraid to take the step from living yeah. an average life to living an incredible life. Yeah. And I think he, like, what he really um, talks about is how the ordinary life is incredible mm-hmm. and is extraordinary. And that's the thing that I think we're trying this year um we're hosting a dinner called a vision dinner for the adoption agency we started this last year um it wasn't a fundraiser the first year we just said this is the need this is what's happening in our own community here are kids who need you Mm -hmm. and would you step up and respond and the community responded in this incredible way it was astonishing and this second year we're having the vision dinner again and the theme is belonging and what we want people to really connect with is how powerful that is in a kid's life that something that we take for granted every day like coming home to a mom or a dad or a mom and a dad um having someone to take us to soccer practice having someone who like you know puts a band-aid on our knee when we scrape it or cheers for us when we hit a home run or you know hugs us when we graduate or walks us down the aisle when we get married or visits us in the hospital when we have a kid like there's a person there for every one of those moments and that being there means we belong to them and it is an extraordinary thing you know if you don't have it there's this huge need in your life that can create all of these problems for you and for society it's really heartbreaking and if you do have it if you do belong to someone and you do have love it can transform your life and it can save your life so these very like small and ordinary things are really really important to many people who don't have them and it makes sense that bob goff would be a speaker at your dinner or would come come to thomasville to celebrate something like that because um if i'm not you know i just feel like Bob Goff is really all about finding places for people. Yeah. And I look at, um, he is notorious for befriending people and taking them into his home and welcoming um, them into his life. Um, I think his hospitality is notorious. Yes. Um, (laughs) And so he takes people to his lodge. And um, I just feel like that's a natural conclusion. Like he's a good fit for that project. And... um, he also does, correct me if I'm wrong, but he does some significant work with Restore International. Yes, he is the founder and the CEO of Restore International, which works in, as of right now, I'm, I think it's about five countries. I know he works in um, Somalia, Iraq, India, Nepal, and Uganda. Mm-hmm. And um, he's an attorney, and he is also the honorary consul um, to Uganda for the United States, and he helps to fight cases that otherwise wouldn't be brought before a court in, in countries like this, and helps free children from wrongful imprisonment, and also has opened up several schools in areas where children and women especially would not have had the opportunity for an education. So he's a defender of, of justice and family. So. so this is a perfect fit, which brings me to my next question. As somebody in the book business who is constantly trying to bring authors and <laughs> figures uh, to Thomasville, I want to know, how'd you get Bob Goff? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was 
really quite simple. <laughs> it we was. Were, we, were, we were sitting around in staff meeting, and we were thinking about different speakers, and some suggestions were thrown out, and of course, my first suggestion was what, Bob Goff. And it was kind of like, well, that's cute, Sarah. Okay. <laughs> how, how is that going to happen? Right. I thought, well, let's just try. Yeah. So we sent an email and just kind of talked about how the book had impacted my life, and Lauren included some information about the agency and the agency's ministry, and... It was kind of a very long shot. It was it like, okay. It was a hugely <laughs> long shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so we sent it off and just kind of, not as a joke, but not really thinking he would right. be available. Just kind of doing it to try. Yeah. Because yeah. if you look on his website at the the, pl- the other places that he's been, that, I mean, they're all really notable yes. places that we know of and nobody knows who we are. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess it was a couple of weeks later. It wasn't oh, even no, a couple of weeks. It was the same it day. Was a couple of, yeah. His agent wrote back and was like, oh yeah, he is available and sure, when can he fly out? And we were like, <laughs> what? <laughs> we were like, oh my gosh. Heart attacks. <laughs> yeah. Pick yourself up off the floor. What yeah. have we done? It, it, was, it was almost like, I don't know, it was kind of, kind of like a reflection of what I'd read about in his book. There's a story in his book where he talks about wanting to go to law school and he was completely unfit for law school. He did terrible on the LSAT. He <laughs> had this dream of going to law school, but he was not really equipped, but he had a dream and he wanted to see it through. So he went to the dean of the school and he said, I can be a good student. I want to be in your law school. This is the school I want to go to. And the dean just kind of laughed at him and yeah. said, there's no way you don't qualify right and so he kept going back day after day and sitting outside the dean's office and telling the dean all you have to do is tell me to go buy my books <laughs> and the dean just kind of laughed at him by the seventh day so he'd been going and sitting on this bench for probably 10 days okay he gets to the bench and the dean comes out and he looks at bob and he says bob go buy your books <laughs> but it was just that <laughs> persistence over time and yeah. we're so afraid to take risk and take opportunities we're afraid to ask we're afraid yeah. to ask and i thought you know what I'm going to go see if I can buy my books. And, yeah. you know, it, it never hurts to ask. The worst that they could say is the no. Yeah. Say is yeah. Same. And I think it's the same thing. Like, people are really scared about things like adoption. And, you know, it's a big risk to take someone mm-hmm. into your home who you don't know and to think, like, wow, am I really going to love this person? Like, right. are they going to love me? And is it really going to work? And it works so well. It's so incredible. Um, I love this thing, too, that... Um, Bob says, and this is a quote that we're just going to put on each of the tables at the dinner, but it says, in the end, love doesn't just keep thinking about it or planning for it. Simply put, love does. And I think that's so incredible. You know, sometimes you just have to take that step of faith and trust that it's all going to work out. Or if it doesn't, at least you try. At least you try. Yeah. And I think with adoption, especially people think that if they can't adopt, then they can't be part of it because not everybody's in a position to welcome a child into their family, but we can all be part of it somehow. We're hoping that at this dinner, we can show you some of the ways that we, um, and through the, the book signing and through other various things that the agency is hosting that we can show you ways that you can be a part of it even if you're not in a position to adopt because we can all be part of it. Yeah, absolutely. So if Lauren, for example, somebody you know can't make it to the dinner, can't make it to the book signing, uh, I myself am even uh, sadly going to miss <laughs> out this week. I'm pretty bummed about it. But let's say you know even an out of town listener is listening to this and they think, okay, I can't be at those events, but what are what are some ways I can help? So yeah. let's say if somebody is listening today, what can they do to help um, Open Door? Well, there are huge ways that you can help. So we started something called the Open Future Endowment and it just represents like 
the future that a kid gains when they're adopted just goes completely open, you know, full of possibilities because they've got that love supporting them. Um, so if you go to openfutureendowment.com, there are a couple things you can do. You can give a gift to the endowment. Uh, an endowment is, um, I didn't know this until a year ago, it's a <laughs> fund of money that stays uh, in investments and then it generates earnings every year and those earnings pay for programs. So you'll be building something that is forever, God willing, going to fund things like international adoption, help for girls who are really desperate in Georgia, uh, scholarships for families to be able to adopt adoptions for foster kids in Georgia. It's incredible. Um, so you can give that and your gift can last forever. Even if it's $5, if it's 50, if it's 5,000, if it is 500,000, whatever it is. Um, or you can sign up also, if you go to openfutureendowment.com, you can sign up to become a monthly giver and that could be 10 bucks a month, 20, 30, whatever it is that you can do. And that a hundred percent of that goes to directly pay for uh, finding families for Georgia's waiting foster children. So there are about 321 kids on any given day in Georgia who are just literally stuck on a waiting list and they cannot find families because they're older than five. Um, And there's just no, there are not a lot of families who feel like they can adopt children who have siblings or children who are older than five, which is actually crazy. Um, For babies, there's a five year waiting list to adopt babies. And there's no waiting list for kids older than five. So it's really wow. kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. But we're really good at finding older, like families for older kids. <laughs> so good. that's what we can do. So if you give monthly, that's what you'll be paying Supporting. for. Okay. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Okay, wonderful. I'll put links to those in the show notes. So if you're listening, you can go to our um, description of today's episode and find links um, to the Open Future Endowment website. Um, okay, before we close out, I just have a couple of standard Thomasville-specific questions I love to ask local guests. So, Lauren, what are your favorite things to do in Thomasville? Okay, so literally my favorite thing to do is to get a cup of coffee at Grassroots yeah. and just go drive down a red clay road <laughs> while the sun is setting. <laughs> you no. do not know how many times I've wanted to, like, or driven down that road and it just rained and I lied to myself. I was like, I'll be fine. And I'm, like, fishtailing all <laughs> over the road. So <laughs> You know what? I love that you said that because, so I grew up in Tallahassee, but near you know, near Thomasville, near the, this part yeah. of the country just has beautiful Red Hills canopy region. roads. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes, the Red Hills region. And there are these beautiful canopy roads and my brother yes. learned how to drive on a red dirt road out by our house. <laughs> and we both just have this sense of place like that just screams home to us. Yeah. But you go other parts of the country and that's not there. So yeah. that's really neat that you that you mentioned that. And I'm taking up shooting. So next year that will be my favorite thing. That's another Tom specific activity. You are a local for sure. Thank you. I'm trying. I might just be a poser right now. <laughs> Next year I'll be real. Nice. I just keep little brass quail on my Yes. Oh, so that's as close as I'm going to get. What about you, Sarah? What's your favorite thing to do in Thomasville? Well, I suppose mine would begin with a cup of coffee as well. And then um, me and my mom for probably the past probably six to seven years on Friday afternoons, we have lunch together and roam around downtown and look at all the different shops and see what's new. And a lot of times there isn't anything (laughs) new, but it's the principle of the thing. And we go in and we, we know all the people at all the random different little boutiques downtown. So just the, I think 
my favorite thing about Thomasville, which conversely can be my least favorite thing, depending on how I look or I'm feeling, is you see everybody everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And you can't go anywhere without seeing somebody, which is such a nice, safe feeling. Like, you're never alone. There's always going to be somebody to talk to. Yeah. And if you need something, there's always going to be someone there for you. And it's just so nice to walk into a dozen little stores downtown and to know the owner, to know their family, know their kids, and be able yeah. to have a conversation that goes beyond the item that you're purchasing. Yes. Um, so that's probably my favorite thing about Thomasville. If that's a really special thing. About What's your Thomasville. favorite thing, Annie? Oh, you turned the table. <laughs> uh, okay, so my favorite, well, I'm very biased. I loved the bookshelf before I owned the bookshelf. So I, yeah. I my husband and I would come when we lived in Tallahassee, sometimes. Sometimes Tallahassee, in its own way, can feel like a small town, especially I grew up there, right? So um, some Friday nights, we would need a break from Tallahassee. So we would come to Thomasville, and we would go to Moonspin, and then we would go to the bookshelf. So um, that is my favorite thing. And then, interestingly, Lauren, I love driving. I really do. I just love driving. Jordan and I sometimes will go to Boston, Georgia, or to Monticello, Florida. Uh Just these long, pretty... Gosh, it's just so pretty. There's fields in Boston. I know. It's just (laughs) the prettiest... I don't know. I just love it. So um, little things like that and uh, little, the local festivals. I feel like Mm -hmm. Thomasville has something going on. Victorian Christmas is pretty much my favorite thing. It's like living in Stars Hollow. It It totally is. So that's that's, um, one of my favorite things. Okay. Cool. So also I ask all of my guests, what are you reading right now? So Lauren, what are you reading right now? Okay. So I'm so proud I can say this. I'm reading (laughs) Persuasion. Oh, time though so I'm just in a run oh it's so good and then um I've recently taken up Tom Clancy so I'm on like my fifth or sixth Tom Clancy novel which makes me feel also very sort of like relatable that's why I'm reading Tom Clancy but (laughs) also I enjoy it yes (laughs) yes I like it I was just telling somebody today there's literary books which I really do enjoy um and then there's fluff and then there's like that nice in between I feel like authors yeah I like the in between I do too where you don't feel ashamed for reading them um but (laughs) at the same time yes I really do like that middle of the road okay what about you Sarah what are you reading well right now I am reading uh, Bread and Wine by Shauna Nequist Oh gosh. Which another is, friend of Bob. Yes. Every every couple of pages I just look up and just think because it's just so beautiful. Gosh, isn't and, it? Yes, and it's, she makes you think too. She does make you think. Yeah. And it's just it's about food and family and how some of our favorite times take place around a table and it's just a beautiful it's a beautiful looking book. It's just a beautiful book in general. And yeah. I got it from the library, but I will be purchasing it. Yes, I, I, I did a test drive on Shauna Nequist, and she has passed the test drive, so I'm, I'm now going to be a purchaser of her Have books. you read her before? No, this is my oh first gosh. time reading her. Okay, well, yeah. Uh, I got Bread and Wine. I actually got the advanced reader copy of Bread and Wine before I was a bookseller. I, like, wrote on her website, like, send me an advanced reader copy. <laughs> um, and I, mine is, like, I am not ashamed. I do dog ear and write in books that I own. And I just dog eared and underlined that whole thing. And her books, um, Bittersweet is fantastic. Cold Tangerines is beautiful. You're going to love her. I'm so excited. I she feel like I'm at the beginning of a, a She needs a con Shauna. Yeah, <laughs> I know she's got a book out next year. I keep telling um, Lauren and Sarah, please, when Bob is in town, I cannot be here because I... Okay, it's really just a life, I don't know, a life decision that you have to make when you're an adult, <laughs> which is there's Bob Goff and Thomasville and then Tom Brokaw at my alma mater in oh, Montgomery. Yes. And Tom Brokaw has been my hero and, like, 
crush since childhood. <laughs> and so I am going to see Tom Brokaw, but I keep telling everyone, like my aunt and uncle are coming to the Bob Goff signing, yeah. and I'm telling them, please tell Bob, I'm sorry, <laughs> I miss him. We and will send bring, your condolences. Yes, and bring Shauna and Donald yes. Miller. We need Best. to do yes, like a Thomas will gift basket yes. for yes. Bob and Shauna yes. and Don, yes. and then Bob can give them to yes. Shauna and Don. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so anyway, if any of you are listening, we would love to have you and Thomas all. Um, well, thank you guys. This has been so great. Any last minute um, things people should know about Thursday if they're listening locally um, or, you know. No, just we're so excited to do this. We're so excited to partner with the bookshelf. Thank you so much. Yes, and thank you. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are thrilled. Um, I think you can tell we are all really happy to bring Bob Goff to town and for a really incredible cause. So make sure to check out the show notes so you can find ways to help Open Door Adoption Agency. Um, and as usual, you can find full episodes of the podcast at www.bookshelfthomasville.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bookshelf Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.